work in silence, trying to stop the violence, cause I'm killing my goals, here's my story. Just imagine how I'm living, only fresh and authentic, never shaking the twisted, I'm going off the specifics, moving with high intentions and exercising my mission, blending purpose with vision, now take a sip and just listen, uh. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, a self-help podcast to help you turn life's lemons into lessons. My name is Whitney B, and I am your host, and today we're going to talk about how to attract the things you want in your life. So I recently just went on a trip to Jamaica, and I am still on cloud nine. This was literally the first time that I've ever left the country, and being in Jamaica was a dope introduction to international travel. While I was there, I was really in love with the scenery, you know, the food, the people, but I was really shocked by what I saw. Um, We went to Port Antonio, Jamaica, and, you know, it was a beautiful place, a beautiful country, but the poverty within the country was just, like, eye-opening. It was the kind of poverty that wasn't the type that I would see here in Ohio. It was something that I would have never imagined if I had not went outside of the country. Um, And while we were on the retreat, I had the opportunity to go film a speaking engagement of our retreat host. So that was primarily what I was there. It was like half vacation, half work. And I was there to document the retreat. And ironically, um, she's an international speaker. We had did like these manifestation activities where we were meditating. And one of the things that she expressed is that she wanted to do international speaking more. Um, She's spoken in other countries, but she wanted to do more. And interestingly enough, the woman who was in charge of the estate that we stayed on invited her to do one of her signature programs at a night school vocational program for high schoolers. Now, this wasn't your traditional program. Many of these kids, they were homeless. A lot of them were in bad home situations. So we weren't really sure how they were going to receive her, right? We didn't know if they were going to look at her like she was crazy or if she said something that resonated. And what she did was this visualization activity and it allowed them to speak as if they were their future selves. And the reactions were just amazing. Only a few of the kids shared what they wanted to do, but you can tell that the entire class, they had never done anything like that before. And, you know, it gave them an opportunity to look beyond where they are. Now, sometimes we are so caught up in our current circumstances that two things can happen. We forget to visualize what we want for ourselves because our environment suggests that it can't happen or what we are experiencing makes us so determined to do something different that our thoughts are our only escape. So for me, adversity is the best grounds for imagination because it pushes us to look beyond where we are to visualize a reality better than the one that we exist in. But we have to be careful, right? We have to be careful and mindful of the energy that we project when we're seeking something greater than what we're experiencing. Sometimes we go into situations that look and feel good only to create a false reality of what's really going on. We begin to chase something that's not truly for us. And what I want you to understand is that You can't get so engulfed in the idea of something or someone that you lose sight of reality. Sometimes what we're chasing is not a true depiction of what's currently in front of us because it's actually an infliction in our ability to operate from logic instead of emotion. I'm learning not to want something so bad that I purposely ignore what's in front of me to create a situation that's not real. The root of chasing is oftentimes desperation. When you find yourself in that moment of feeling hopeless or determined to do something no matter if it costs you your peace, you have to sit back and ask yourself, How did I get here? Chasing is a direct symptom of believing that something or someone is responsible for validating you, your abilities or thoughts, because we don't have the courage to believe that we are worthy of ourselves. 
I once read the concept of chasing be described as operating in a lower frequency because the power we give to what we are chasing instead of ourselves. Essentially, when you are chasing, you're making yourself smaller because the more focus you place on the chase, the less focus you place on your growth. The opposite of chasing is attracting. You see, attracting falls under a different category and a different mindset. When you attract things in your life, the only effort you make are tied to self-improvement. You don't have time to chase anything because you're determined to grow. And when you get to a place of prioritizing your growth, a shift automatically occurs in your life because you start to level yourself a little bit more. You start to trust yourself. You start to establish boundaries. You start to be more open to the fact that you have to become the energy person or success that you want in your life and not be tied to the past hurt, fear, or doubt that has made a hole in your life. Most importantly, you're not compromising who you are to get what you want. Attracting what you want in life requires you to bring your whole self to the world every day because the true you, it's like a filter, right? It's a filter for who and what is supposed to be in your life and what's not. A shrunken or watered down version of you will never yield the life that you know you're worthy of living. We never want others to put us in a box, yet we forget the limitations that we put around ourselves when we consciously choose to live any less than who we are. Attracting what we want requires us to become magnetic. According to Gerald Walker, a physics professor at Cleveland State University and co-author of Fundamentals of Physics, science shows us that when things like a magnet attract, it results from magnetic fields that naturally radiate from the electronically charged particles that make up an atom. He says that normally, in any kind of matter, the magnetic fields of electrons point in different directions and they cancel each other out. But when fields are all aligned in the same direction, like magnetic metals, an object generates a net magnetic field causing them to attract. But it starts with setting our intentions, right? If we want to be magnetic, if we don't create a visualization of what we want for our lives, we open an opportunity for someone else to define what our lives should look like. I um I watched an interview the other day based off of the new show on Netflix called Rhythm and Flow. And the show is basically a rap version of American Idol, but more fast paced and a lot more be- brutal challenges. And the interview, it focused on the winner and the other three finalists and one of the judges. And one of the questions that the interviewer asked the judge was, what is the most important advice that you can give? And he told him to make sure that you have clarity and a vision for yourself because you'll spend the rest of your life living in someone else's vision of you. And his words stuck in my head because you You can't lose sight of a vision that you didn't have. Attracting requires you to spend time with your thoughts to make sure that whatever comes your way is in alignment with where you're headed. Attraction means doing things that line up with your purpose and that position you to head in the direction that you were meant to, where you will be the loudest and the brightest. And in all transparency, it's taken a lot for me to really learn how to be magnetic instead of forcing myself or my will onto people or situations. I'm still trying to find a healthy balance between manifesting what I want and knowing when to go get it without chasing it in a negative way. Chasing has a negative connotation, but sometimes you have to have a level of discernment to understand what is worth the chase. Oftentimes we chase things that are not worthy of our attention instead of chasing the things that bring us light. And a few things that I've learned in this journey to be more magnetic comes from my own personal experiences, of course, but um, one comes from a very unlikely source. Do y'all remember that movie called Dumb and Dumber back in the day with Jim Carrey? So I was doing some research because 
I'm always interested in how the successful become successful, right? And I came across Jim Carrey and he just consistently kept coming up in my searches. So I'm like, all right, bet. Let me see what was happening with Jim Carrey. So I never knew as much about him apart from the fact that he's just funny as heck. But when I went deep into his life, I learned that he grew up pretty poor. Um, He lived in Canada. He didn't have a lot of friends. He worked on his impressions in front of the mirror. And then later on, I found out that he had dropped out of high school to support his family when he was 16. So he later relocated to Hollywood. He did a lot of random acting jobs until he got his big break. And he had an interview with Oprah um, when the Oprah Winfrey show was still a thing. And he said something that was so profound to me. Okay, okay. Obviously you knew, obviously you knew somewhere inside yourself that you were destined to be famous because I think it's a really a marvelous thing, that visualization thing you did. Do y'all mm-hmm. do y'all hear, read about this or hear this? That you used to go up on Mulholland Drive and park yeah, every night. and visualize seeing yourself as yeah, I would visualize, uh, yeah, I would this visualize- This is when you were broke and poor. You know, right, having mm-hmm. directors interested in me and people that I respected uh, um, saying, you know, I like your work or mm-hmm. whatever that is. And and uh, I would visualize things coming to me that I w- wanted or whatever. This and, was in uh, like 1987, 85, yeah. 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 And, and didn't I you... had nothing at that time, so it was like, it, but it just made me feel better. It made me, at that time, all it really was for me was kind of making me feel better. I would drive home and think, well, I do have these things. And they're out there. I just don't have a hold of them yet, but they're out there. Okay, so you would get this from what? Self-help books or whatever? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. self-help section. Self-help section. They've renamed it the Jim Carrey <laughs> Wing. <laughs> so didn't you write yourself a check? I heard yeah. that you did, is that true? I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered, and I gave myself uh, five years, or three years, maybe, and, uh, and uh, I dated it Thanksgiving 1995. And I put it in my wallet and I kept it there and it deteriorated and deteriorated and stuff. And, uh, and uh, but then just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was gonna make $10 million on, I think it was Dumb and Dumber maybe. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. yeah. So you visualize yourself like. Visualization works if you work hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's that the thing. You, you can't hard. just visualize yeah. and then, you know, go eat a sandwich. <laughs> When I watched that clip, I was like, um, goals, like, it's amazing that you never know what people go through to get where they are, because most of the time we're only privy to the outcome. Jim Carrey's $10 million check is an example of setting the tone for attracting what you deserve in life. Of course, when he visualized it, he never stopped putting in work. He continuously worked on himself and improved as an actor to put himself in the position to get a seven-figure check. Cha-ching! Dumb and Dumber was one of three movies he put out in 1994, along with Ace Ventura and The Mask. They were all blockbusters and some of his most original work. And interestingly, as I researched Jim Carrey, I decided to look at the history of the movie Dumb and Dumber. The writers who wrote the movie, um, they literally took that thing all over Hollywood and they were rejected numerous times. They were rejected so many times because of the name. Like nobody wanted to take a chance on a movie named Dumb and Dumber. So they decided to change the name of the script just to get it in the door. Eventually somebody said yes, but it came with stipulations. They had to get these A-list actors or otherwise the movie wasn't going to happen. They were rejected again and again now by acting um, agents, you know, the people who represented the actors. And then Jim Carrey decided to come on. 
And then he had his co-star, Jeff Daniels, and his story was interesting as well because many people didn't even think that he could pull off the role because he just had such a serious demeanor in a movie, which is so silly. But despite the adversity that everybody went through, the movie made $247 million is considered a classic to this day. I tell that story because there were three things that we can learn from the manifestation of Dumb and Dumber. The first lesson is to be flexible in how you get to your goals. The creators of the movie were viewed to be way over their heads because of the audacity of the film and um it was their very first one so they didn't know anything about filmmaking they just knew that they had something that they wanted to put out in the world they never stopped working towards what they wanted and they were not so attached to a method that they sabotaged themselves from making their visualization become a reality them changing the title of a script may not seem like a big deal but it takes true dedication to your vision to make that kind of sacrifice as you work to attract the things in your life realize that they will not always show up how you imagine be at peace with that because when you open yourself for the opportunities that are in alignment with your vision what may happen may be bigger and better than what you were thinking about so you got to leave wiggle room right you have to leave wiggle room in your vision to allow what is supposed to happen to happen for your good don't be so focused on an outcome that you miss the journey you need to take in order to appreciate the final product now another lesson I learned is to believe that you are worthy of what you ask for mindset is half the battle of attraction if you don't believe that you're ready or worthy of what's to come then you've already rejected it you know, it's, it's already done. Jim Carrey believed in himself so much that he wrote a check for what he knew he would be worth someday. Our sense of self-worth has to match our desires or otherwise we forfeit them from becoming our truth. And lastly, you have to do the work. You only attract what you are. And in order for those next level things that you want to happen in your life to go down, you have to position yourself for your next. This year, I visualized the type of entrepreneur I wanted to be and invested in two different classes and courses that gives me the knowledge and credentials to be there. I surrounded myself with people who are doing the same. And so when we have conversations, you know, everybody's on the same page because we're constantly in a state of trying to work on ourselves. Always make sure that your actions match your thoughts so you're ready to receive what's to come. Now, before I leave you today, I want to leave you with this quote. The goal is not to be successful. The goal is to be valuable. Once you're valuable, instead of chasing success, it will attract itself to you. So I want to ask you, what work are you putting in to become the thing that you want to attract so that you don't become distracted by chasing the things that take you further away from your reality? Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Pink Lemonade. Once again, I am Whitney B and I am your host. If you liked today's episode, feel free to like, comment, or share on SoundCloud, Apple, or Spotify. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Pink Lemonade Podcast and visit our website at pinklemonadepodcast.com. Thank y'all for tuning in and I'll check in next week. Until next time, peace.